Last time on Geek Force, the Geek Force cast gave Mullen some homework. Star Trek episodes to watch in chronological and in chronological order. Let's see if Mullen can make it happen. And we talk about an amazingness of the greatest film known to man, John Henry. JK, that was a joke. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Find out what we said. Or you can listen to what's happening right now on this new topic we have today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the G-Squad, Eming, Marlon, and Raymond. Welcome back, you guys. Woo-hoo! <laughs> we can't see you when you wave. <laughs> I mean, we can't hear you when you wave. She's all like waving, waving. I'm waving to you guys. Well, she's waving to the listeners. Thank you guys for checking us out today. How is everyone? Hot. Uh, Happy Memorial Day. Right now is Memorial Day. It's pretty hot here in the Bay. I think we're all dying in our rooms, but it's it's a holiday, you know? Yeah, so we have that. Um, jumping into what we're talking about today. So this weekend, I think we probably did a lot of just watching and or playing games. It was a definitely a heavy watching weekend. Right. I mean, Raymond, I don't know what you were doing this weekend. I did a lot of writing, actually. So. Oh, OK. So he's the only one that was productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy? What did I do? Uh, <laughs> I watched stuff. So you watched stuff. OK. So <laughs> you're going to. Me, Marlon, Amy, you watched stuff. Raymond was the adult in this group and was writing, which is what I should be doing. But hey. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the great next uh, teen youth sci-fi novel that'll hit the, the stage soon uh, wait, on the Stephanie stadium? Meyer look out Stephanie Meyer look wait, out not wait, me are you, are you, you ready Raymond, Raymond? Uh, down the line yes sooner or later oh he's writing the he writing the, the short story he's writing the hobbit and then he's gonna write the three the, the three oh, trilogy. He's actually not five from truth. But Black Hobbit. Let's try another time. Let's the Black another Hobbit. Time. So basically, he <laughs> Raymond's book is basically imagine if Compton was um okay, I don't know Compton like that. I ain't <laughs> trying to I ain't trying to represent Compton. I, I, I didn't grow up in Compton. I can't relate to that lifestyle. I respect it. Raymond was inspired by John Henry and he's rewriting it from no. <laughs> But also, kinda yes. We'll get into that another time. We'll get into that another time. Raymond is me and I am Raymond. That's that's how it works. Let's not start this because I'm gonna start calling each other by names again. We, just cause I melded together. I I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> Like whoever you are, Raymar, Raymar, that would make more sense. I'm just gonna say Raymar. Uh, Whoever wants to speak first. That sounds so Cardassian right there. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, he made a joke. He made a joke. I'm so proud. You're gonna, right you're gonna love the Cardassian in Deep Space Nine. He's the best. They're such assholes, but they're really <laughs> they're, great villains. They're, they're way more. Khan is my favorite villain because he's got so many layers. Anyways, I'm sorry. So, we're hey, right. if our listeners <laughs> didn't hear last episode, Eming and uh, Raymond tasked Marlon to get into Star Trek: Next Generation and Deep Space Nine because he has never really watched that before, and you know. 
that's a big part of our our lives, and so we really want him to be a part of it. Um, Marlon, down his throat. Marlon, do you want to talk about your journey through these episodes? <laughs> you watched how many episodes in a week? You watched uh, a lot. Of I started with season one. I'm now on season seven of the Next Generation. But when you dream, do you like see stars? <laughs> no. Whenever I read like newspaper articles about like foreign policy, I'm also like. Man, this is like the Cardassian and Federation embargo. <laughs> oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. Zone. It's the DMZ. So, Marlon, neutral. now you understand how my brain works. This is why I say random references. That's exactly how my brain works. I'll be like, this just like in blah, 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 blah. Y'all look at me crazy. But that's how, this is exactly how I, my brain works. Hey, Mar- hey Marlon, <laughs> this, this, card, um, this card fell out for you just now. Oh, like, you're enterprise dodging a meteor? It's the chariot the journey, card. Oh, it's a chariot. Yeah. I'm, I'm on a journey. A journey with Star Trek. Oh it's my Deep Space Nine to go through. I will say that I feel like after watching this show, I'll be very, I'll be so bad at being nice to different species and races of people. I would be, <laughs> I'd be like, I, <laughs> I feel like there are a couple episodes where I'm like, racist. you can get rid of them. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> there was an episode about the boar where I was like, yo, kill that little kid. I don't care, get rid of him. And then I was like, I was like, I don't care. Literally, you I was, mean Hugh? Hugh. I was like, get rid of Hugh. You don't kill Hugh. Hugh. You don't kill Hugh. No, don't kill Hugh. Like, the moment. He's important. The moment I found out that they had a way to get rid of the Borg through Hugh, I was like, yo, take that shot. Take that <laughs> shot. Oh, my gosh. It's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I feel like after watching it, after watching it, I was like, after what, I feel like I started the series being very much like, oh, this is, seems kind of mean. But then I was like, yo, this is a lifestyle of being a survivor. You got to make choices in war. Yo, I mean, the board came at them first, and they came mm-hmm. at them hard. And mm-hmm. like, yo, we got to get rid of this, these like these like war people. I, I could hear Dr. Crusher's point, but she was giving me so much Sandra Bullock vibes the entire episode by trying to save <laughs> the one. I'm going to save him. I'm like, if you don't get your white saviors off the ship, Captain Crusher, Dr. Crusher, get out of here. Like, he's got to go. <laughs> At the end of the episode, I learned zero. Yo, fuck the Borg. Fuck the Borg. Well, at least he learned that part. I, I will I like say. And the scrolls. Yeah. You're, I can't you're trust him. Right the scrolls. No, but it's true. When you watch a lot of Star Trek, you do start kind of adop- adapting how, you know how the characters, they go through all this tribulations and strife, and they just be like, okay, now back to work. And I remember as a child, I'm like, how can you just be so straightforward and serious? And But that's what they teach you in, in the academy. You have to do that. You can't base your stuff on emotion when you're out there for years. Space drives you crazy and you you, you need more logic than any emotion. And that in itself gets in so many themes in the episodes. You mm-hmm. know, even with Data, when he's like trying to learn, but at the same time, it's like, but we still need you to be Data, though. We need you to you know, be merciless with that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like that. Did you I get, get to this episode yet? Uh, that episode? I, I don't know what this is. With the, with the arm swapping? What is that? I don't know if you made it. I'm in season is seven. Season is that seven? in season seven? I don't know. What's give me the I want to see it eventually. Just give me the context. They're they're at Starfleet headquarters, the academy. Wesley is the main feature of this episode oh we're oh the cavordian uh maneuver he did where like he like lit his uh em, 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 the emissions on fire and like a kid died 
Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, that one I would have like beat Wesley's little ass. <laughs> Wesley to get he beat lies to Captain Picard. Captain Picard was like, I'm gonna try to save you, son. He was like, Yeah, no, it's okay. It is fine. And I was like, this kid did some shit. He's like, I would have been like, nah, nah, what did you do, son? And then he was like, You don't tell him I will. I was like, yo, Wesley's gotta go. <laughs> I, that was my feelings watching that too. I felt, I I felt ashamed, Wesley, because I felt Captain McCart told us in episode one, "I don't like kids." He was first kid he liked, and then like six right. episodes, six seasons later, he put his name on the line of like, "No, it was an accident. No, it was an accident. <laughs> we, it was his fault. We didn't do anything wrong." <laughs> I'm loving your hot takes. I really appreciate it. I know. It's, I'm so proud of you, Mark. All I gotta say is that me and Cap, me and the Wharf would be on the same page and be like, I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. <laughs> it's a Kardashian like vessel. Don't trust them. Shields up. Shields up. No, no, we can't do that. I don't know about shields up. It's, it's, it's a trap. I know it's a trap. Oh, the Romulans again? Shields up. Shields up again. Shields up. Right. Shields up. That too. That too. The Romulans. Yep. Me and Warwick would be, I feel like every episode where they like try to make him seem like the bad guy, like Captain, shields up. It's like, no, Warwick. I'm like, no, listen to Warwick. Listen to Warwick. Like, he's right. He's right. Like 80% of the time, we were like, we have shields up, please. We're like, no, no, no. Let's, let's, just, let's just hail them. Captain, we're, we're taking fire all of a sudden. Warp shields up. Shields are inoperable right now. That's why, that's why I'm glad. I'm glad you really love Warp because you're going to get a whole lot more of him at D Space Nine. And oh, fantastic. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yay. Well, I'm excited for um that. I didn't. The only sci-fi thing I guess I watched this weekend was Raymond's suggestion of uh, Freaks, a Netflix movie that came out actually last year. I had no idea about this movie. It's basically about this little girl who's being sheltered by Emerald Hirsch. I love him. I love him in all my indie movies, so it was good to see him. I, he plays her dad. Can I pause and, like, can I, can I pause and say uh yeah. the movie is also really good if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So yes. So I'm gonna pause So don't read up too much on it. But, but uh, you can continue. I just wanted to give the warning uh, so that yeah. we can pause. This is a really good movie, I think, because I had no idea what it was about to be about, really. And right. I think it made it a whole lot better. But continue. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, the only thing I got from the Netflix uh, synopsis was little girl being sheltered for her dad. She learns the truth when she goes outside. That's all I got. Yeah. When you start this movie... I think I text you guys. I was like, it's like watching a really complex thing when you're high. But I was sober as hell. And I was just like, what? what? Every every two minutes, what? What? Okay, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep watching. Canadian movie. And then, yeah, and so the Canadian movies be making you think. I will say, Canadian movies be making you think. Yeah. So it gives you more information, little bits at a time, and it actually builds up and you are formulating the plot or that the, the limitations of this world in your mind you're like okay so blah 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 blah. so by the time it ends you're like what what's going what your villain in the making <laughs> right and so i was like okay that was a good movie and it, it like it's yeah raymond you did good i will say raymond did oh, good that was my i really part. enjoyed it that was my i really part. enjoyed it i, I enjoyed the acting well, I mean, you you said it. If you didn't say it, I would never know about this movie at all. Um, I I like that it had a small cast, so that each time a person was on screen, it was 
they're important to the plot. I like that. Anything they said, I had I listened and had to analyze what they're saying because I didn't know what it's gonna lead this up to. And that really helped. And so yeah, that was definitely a really great movie. And I highly recommend it. Freaks on Netflix movie. Check it out as soon as you can. Amy, you have thoughts? Yeah. On it? Um I thought it was good. I wish they had more backstory though. I feel like there were nuggets yeah. that they didn't really go into. It's like, why do we not like them? What exactly did they do? Can we mm-hmm. get more of that? Because I felt like it had a good foundation and it had solid characters and it had like I I was yelling at the little girl. I was like, "You stupid <laughs> child!" I was like, "Stop, Jack, go!" not like that little girl I, at all. She texted me, "I hate this kid." Annoying. I don't care. <laughs> Stay home. Pandemic. Oh, that too. So the fact that we're watching this movie at this time, it felt really relatable. A little too relatable. Yeah, I was like, girl, doors. girl, girl not in that door. That coronavirus is real. Don't open uh, that door. Real quick. Right. right. I kept nope. And another thing I think I thought like I agree with you, Amy, about the background story. Cause I was like, if this was like if it became a TV show after this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the TV show would be so good. Right. I would love to watch this TV show. Gonna, yeah, continue, continue. I'm gonna pray. The the casting I thought was smart because the the agent who's who's going after them, the 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 freaks, is she played in uh she she was a Cylon in the uh, uh, BSG and she's been like the, the, the same character that was being hunted down. So I thought that was really clever, and I liked that. I was like, ooh, this, this is nice, this is nice, this is nice. Um, yeah, because that, that was her role in, uh, in um, the other show she was on. Um, that was super smart. I really liked that. I just wish there was more information. Because right. I felt like, you know, they're always like, no, don't you want to be good? Don't you want to do good things? But, like, what was happening that made them do this? Like, there was, and, I don't know. It was cool. I liked it. And it gave me it gave me Cloverfield feels <laughs> when it came to that part. It gave it literally did because when you see stuff happening on the TV, it was I was like, oh, is this like a Cloverfield situation? Like what happened? And they never talked about it. They just you know skimmed it. And so I was like, man, this is a TV show. And they did like some episodes where they did flashbacks. Oh my gosh, that would be hot. But mm. we'll see. Somebody pick it up. Please, Raymond. Maybe you should. Is there any, any word on like a sequel? Because I felt I felt like it, there was um, there was room to like make a sequel for this because it seemed like it seemed like it like a there sequel was a possible yeah. notion of it. At the end of that. No, movie. I very. I am very happy with this movie being a one-off, never heard oh. from again. Uh, I actually really <laughs> like that there's. Um, uh What you call it? That there's so little information. That, like you have mm. to, like it. it it doesn't try to spoon, it doesn't try to spoon feed you all this exposition to like understand what's going mm-hmm. on. It just like it gives you what you need to know to understand at least the context of what's happening. Um, so like, and it made which helps you like just just focus on the characters. I didn't really understand what was right. going on. There was no consistency. It's not like it was. There's not. It, they were talking about genetics and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, I can follow this part, but like. The rest of it doesn't really matter. Like I just need right. what these characters are doing. Um, so yeah, no, it was really good. I had a that was a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. I really. Yeah. You know, you know, you're invested when you're yelling at the TV, girl. Don't do that. Yeah. Dude, why'd you do that? 
what is wrong with stop like i was yelling at the tv and i was like why am i so invested oh this is a good movie you, <laughs> you know so it gave me vibes of chronicle i don't it was my first Michael B. Jordan film, and I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> oh, Michael B. <laughs> when he was a young one. <laughs> when I you were a young one. actor's name who then he was Harry Osborne and was not as good. Uh, mm. uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he was really good. In the, in the second Spider-Man? Second Spider-Man? Yeah, in the second Spider-Man. What is, who was in that movie? Maybe White. Andrew Garfield and uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma Stone. Chronicle. And that's all I remember. No, the dude who played Osborne wasn't there an Osborne character? Yeah, in, in the there? second one, and that's the same kid who I don't remember. Who was in Chronicle. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, I think I know who you're talking about. I, I saw a face in my mind. Yeah. I don't know his name. I saw a face in my head. I was like, that dude. I don't know his name. I just know my face. Zane D D yeah. Sure. Over my head. Absolutely. Dane DeHaan. He says sure. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> Didn't know he his name plays... before. Now I know it. He's always something. He was in Chronicle Just... was great. That this this movie gave me Chronicle vibes, which yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, I feel that. I see that. I see uh, that too. A, it was. A, I would recommend it to everyone as well. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie, you it's guys. Our, it's our uh. first good film in a while for uh, right. Because remember, hey. we were like, we need to get moving, and Raymond, oh, Raymond was like, let me see what I, I got. Locked and loaded for you. Here Ready you go. to roll. Go watch. Especially after that, John Henry, like, and Code Eight, because I was like, this is what Code Eight should have been, but, and that was a Canadian film too. So, take you, <laughs> please. Was the cast take bigger? You. They had a bigger cast, and, and, a bigger budget. Oh. Were the graphics better? Worse? Cold First of all, it's know. funny how Freaks had a smaller cast, smaller budget. They had bigger stars because they had Bruce Dern and Emerald Hirsch, who are pretty pretty big stars. Mm-hmm. And this kid that I'd never seen before. But everything was solid. The, the writing was solid. The special effects was solid. The way they used simple sets like that, like her, you know, her room, like that played a huge part, a huge part in like the story. And that's smart. Code 8 was all over. I think, I feel like they shot it in Vancouver or Toronto and it was a horrible ass movie. Like we're just shooting it in warehouses and parking lots and trap houses. And that was the whole movie. Oh <laughs> I don't Canadian, know why. Canadian trap house. <laughs> and right. that's the title of this episode. Canadian trap house. <laughs> They still got those though. Superheroes and Canadian trap houses. Pretty accurate for for the movie we're talking about though. Thank you, Stephen Amell. Thank you, Stephen Amell. I don't know what to say about that. So another thing this weekend, uh, I think I kind of mentioned it last episode, was Momocon. Now, Momocon is, again, a big comic book slash animation, basically a whole geek cultural cultural convention. It takes place in Atlanta every last weekend in May. Unfortunately, you know, they couldn't have it because of the pandemic. But what they did was they made it available on Twitch from basically it went from Thursday to Sunday and they had all the panels well most of all the panels you would see in person and for like their gaming tournaments and cosplay stuff they kind of did that again they did it on live on Twitch 
But also on Discord, they had gaming tournaments because, you know, Discord's the main thing for gaming when you're talking to people. So I didn't see how that went down. But a lot of people, um, I was reading a lot about the feedback and everybody really enjoyed it. And for me, I was like, first of all, I really enjoyed it because it's cheap. I didn't have to fly nowhere. I didn't have to cosplay. I didn't have to buy no tickets. I just had to just turn on the computer. So I was having a ball. Um, I saw <laughs> I saw a lot of cool panels. Uh, I think one of the first panels I saw was the coloring and comics, how they talked about the, the progression of how coloring when it comes to in the physical form and even in animation and anime how the in like the whole technology and the colors and how it's changed and stuff and i'm like it's true because anime is kind of almost 3d-ish in a way it reminds me of a i can't think of a show right now but it reminds me in a way how things are i don't i can't even describe the colors like hd color in a animated format it's like that now it's so clear but it's animated so compared to in the 90s when it has that familiar that familiar fuzziness almost kind of like vivid colors you know i kind of miss those cartoons and so they talked about that um i i watched the panel about the video game neo and the dude who like helped had designed it and stuff because i was like oh, well, i kind of want to check that game out i, I remember PS that game is frustrating. Plus, it is okay because I remember they gave me that game for free and I never like played really, it. But I was it's like, very oh. Dark Souls esque, where you get one life. Oh, I don't a like friend Dark of mine that really loves it, but yeah, it's very Dark Souls. Oh man. Okay, well maybe I'll still. I mean, I, I have it, like it, so I will eventually play it. Yeah, I might play it. Yeah. They described. They talked about it, and I was. They were winning me over where I was like, okay, it looks great. Might play this but it's just, game. You know, it takes a lot of time of like. Like being very strategic of like how you're spending your time and effort. Also, parrying is just is, is a must. Parrying is a must. I don't like parrying in games. I'm like I'm going to roll away. I'm not guarding. I roll away and and whatever. I the only time I guard is in like Final roll, Fantasy VII remake roll. because I have a good guarding. Yeah, I'll just be like, uh, uh, you missed me, you missed me, <laughs> Kachin, you're dead. Ha ha. That's basically how I fight in those kind of games. <laughs> Who needs to parry anyway? <laughs> Um, but for me, the one of the best panels was the Adult Swim panel because they talked about the show called Tinder Touches. I didn't know what the hell the show was. I heard about it when I'm watching Rick and Morty. They talked about it like late night shows. I didn't know what it was. So they had the people who I think voice act like the voice actors and the producers and the animators, and they were talking about oh season three is coming up. I'm like okay, cool. Then they played, I think, the first episode of season three that's coming up. And I was like, what is this? What is this bullshit? But then I find myself laughing my ass off because the humor is so, it's like it's stupid, but it's funny. And I, I, I can't describe it in a way. It's, but it's typical Adult Swim comedies in a way where you're like, this is so stupid, but that's pretty funny. Um, the animation is horrible. <laughs> at, like, it's horrible. It's like... You're doing it in paint again, it again. Like home but the, the line, the lines, yeah, it's like that. But the lines are cleaner. I will say the lines are cleaner than home movies. But I love two, two. <laughs> the 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 way they do the voices on the show, it's like how you know how we're talking to each other right now, like you know in podcast form. That's exactly how they do these shows. So there's one character whose audio quality is so bad, but it's on purpose. Like, 
every time this character talks, they're like, shut up, Charlie. It's hilarious because they'd be so like they're about to cut out and then they just keep talking and talking. They're just so like, what, shut what up. Marlon does sometimes where he just mouths words and doesn't say anything. That's rude. Kind of, but not as annoying, you know? But yeah, you do it's, do it's that. that <laughs> You, do. you know what? Wolf said it best. The Ferengi have no honor. Well, he called you Ferengi. Good damn. I mean, America is the, the Ferengi are American. So. Real, real talk. You say you have no honor. You have no Latin. honor. You have no honor. I have nothing to say. You have no honor. You are no. You are no Klingon. What are you doing? He's he's air bending. I don't know. I'm doing. I'm doing. It's called Klingon tuck do yoga. Oh God! Do some Klingon yoga. I don't think you need that facial thing to go along with it, though. Oh my gosh! I'm doing your air bending or something. Trying to air bend. He's a, this is, this is his first time. <laughs> oh, God. That was, I want to cry, but I'm not. I, I'm dying. Yes, Raymond. See, it doesn't look like Tinder Touches has too many episodes. Yes. So, I you can watch the entire show in, like, two hours. There's only, like, I want to say, like, five to seven episodes and each episode's like 15 minutes and you have to watch in order because it's like a it's like a soap opera in a way because it, it involves lives between this man named mm-hmm. curtis his wife charlene and curtis's brother uh steve steve is a fool <laughs> amy, amy i want to if you watch the show i want to hear your thoughts I, steve, i'll he, watch it Probably today. <laughs> but it's funny because it's one of those shows where it starts off stupid and simple and then it builds up to like the spicy, the end of season two. It's like in a whole other situation where there's like, we're dealing with, you know, a crazy sci fi thing. And I'm like, how did we even get here? We started off in the living room of season one. Now we're in a whole other, it's crazy. And so with the preview of season three, they're adding more characters. Another thing I like about this show is. They have kind of like how Family Guy does it. It introduces a character that's like a, you know, like a doctor or someone. And you don't think you see them again, but then they come back later. And you're like, oh my gosh. You're, by then you're used to their antics. So you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this person. Like that lawyer, there's just like this, this black lady lawyer who keeps it real. I was dying. Yeah. So, uh, and that's why, um. Yes, they just be. I feel like they're ad libbing the whole time. There's like no script, so they're just like, um, yeah. So that's why you guilty, you know. So I, I highly recommend if you have time in your day to check out Tinder Touches. If you love that typical stoner Adult Swim, always. I do miss I do miss that show. Meet Wild was my favorite. <laughs> that's the shape. Rylock. Right, right, right. No, it's true. It's, it was, uh, it's up there. Yeah. All trash in the, trash yeah, animation, genre. but hilarious. Trash so. animation, but like for me, what got me was just the way it was created. Cre- when this how this show is created, yeah. I was like, we could make a show like this. Basically, just basically from our someone just need to animate our podcast show. Basically, it's basically <gasps> the show. But That'd that's be basically hilarious. Netflix. 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 
It's literally yeah. that's that's yeah. why I really liked it. I was like, right. And so, you know, and then when it goes off, it shows a live action version of what happened in the show. So that I don't know where they found these actors, but it'd be it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Right. So uh, check out check out Tinder, Tinder Touches on Adult Swim. If you do not have cable, Adult Swim has an app and you can watch the shows for free. Mm. So streaming services everywhere. Yes. And with that, I'm going to give it to you, Marlon, because I think it's time for Marlon's Um, So I'm going to... Yes, I'm going to talk about some video games. <laughs> uh, there are multiple games coming out, but two of them that I love a lot are coming out. And um, well, the cool thing about them both is that um, they're both... Uh, one of them is heavily hinted at being a PS5 exclusive game only. Uh, the other one, they're still trying to figure out if they want to go with that or not, but um, let's talk about that. So the first game that is on the fence of being a PS5 exclusive game um, is, of course, Raymond and I's favorite game, Dragon Age um, Adventures. Um, yes, they're continuing. If you ever played um, the DLC of the last Dragon Age <clears throat> Inquisition game, spoiler alert, you find out that Solus is alive and well. And he also happens to be uh, the Dreadwolf, which is um, one of the elven gods come to actual life and happens to be there. He hints at, hey, like, I'm going to go and essentially just, you know, go to where God lives, aka the maker, and um, F some shit up. And a while ago, there was like this released kind of like trailer, and it's Fenris talking, and it's this tapestry. And the thing about um, Dragon Age is like a, a lot of their stories are painted on these really cool tapestries or wall paintings. And this tapestry that they released, you see Fenris with his staff up at this circle. And the circle is surrounding um, an idol, and there's like a wolf with like three eyes on top of its head. Um, and, and the idol, if you see it, if you ever played the kind of love it or hate it Dragon Age 2 game, um, there's like this red, like lyrium idol that is the full focus of the game. Um, apparently, Solus is going to find that. And if you know from that game, that that idol is of great magic power. It's able to open up rifts and portals. And we know that um, Solus plans to get to the maker. He has to go to the Black City. And the Black City is important to the first game because that's when you talk about the Blight. So in this new game, they're hinting at you're going to go up against Solus. He's probably going to try to go to the Black City, meet the Maker, and try to potentially either end life or control life himself. Um, So that's really cool. The release date of that game, unfortunately, is April uh, 2022. Um, Yeah, they're putting all in on this game. Um, What I read so far... Before oh no i just i'm just agreeing i'm fine with uh yeah if you're waiting like uh, if you, time. you like if you played dragon age 2 you know that the wait between dragon age 2 and inquisition was a pretty lengthy amount of time and dragon age 2 was a game that didn't get a lot of love when it came out like it maybe got a bit more love it, i think it got a bit more love when the dlc about the deep roads came out because then it talked about you know yeah. corythius and then it was it had a lot more like oh it's not as bad, but it still isn't great. Um, it definitely was, again, they recycled a lot of, like, areas and didn't have a lot in terms of, like, creating your own character. It just it had a lot of things that weren't great about it. But once that game dropped, there was a long time before Inquisition dropped. And when Inquisition dropped, it changed the game up for Dragon Age. You had multiple, like, worlds, multiple areas to go to. The, the, the quality was great. Mm-hmm. The skill tree was, like, out of this world. Um, it basically did a lot of things right. So if it need, like, two extra years for this game, I'm all yep. for it. 
um, especially if they plan on tying in anything that happened between your first character, your second character, and your Inquisition character. Hopefully they do, because, I mean, well, you made a big choice in the first game, and it was kind of touched on, like, a little bit in Inquisition, but mm-hmm. in that first game, you made a lot mm-hmm. of big choices that I was trying to figure out how they were going to affect the overall world, so I'm hoping they find a way to kind of tie it together. But basically... They also are going to tie in, um, when I read about this, I definitely got nervous. They're going to tie in a live play, a.k.a. kind of things like Anthem, where, like, there's going to be, I know, Raven, you're making the face that I made too when I read that. Um, (laughs) There have been a few games that have tried to do live play. Mass Effect 3 tried to do it as well, where you bring in these, like, events or these games where, like, you bring other people on and you go for, like, a capture the flag type thing i don't know how this is going to play out on dragon age they had so they had a multiplayer in inquisition oh i didn't touch that uh, that was basically the combat but uh did you ever play mass effect 3's multiplayer at all i did yeah i played that one a lot okay so it was kind of like that but same system of like waves and like different Mm. challenges to fight through but everyone was their own dragon age character basically um and it looked i didn't play it either but it looked like it wasn't bad Mm -hmm. um the uh the so if they're doing if they're trying to expand on that i yeah i'm gonna make a face but it might not be the worst they might figure out something kind of fun um if it's something similar to anthem some of those anthems cinematic fights were like really cool in the way that they looked and the combat was um and some of those early trailers so so if they have figured out how to actually make that playable and are going to do it in a fantasy world i'm kind of down like you got someone dropping lightning on someone where like (laughs) shield them in their face and like it's all real time with it that sounds pretty cool okay yeah is it that's i mean i'm just thinking because i've never played these games is it similar to like how destiny 2 multiplayer no not not, not the same no. how 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 different play, is it there's a more like horde, horde mode have you played any horde modes like you just Call endless duty. Waves, no. uh killing floor no all right no. well basically from playing like mass effect <laughs> it basically there's like tends to be three ways or if you want to do like different modes it goes like like waves times three three to six to nine to twelve waves of things coming at you you get like equipment drops but i'm also worried about raymond is that does, does that mean they're going to be bringing in loot boxes or purchasing things i don't want I mean, that to be they did, they did in uh inquisitions multiplayer yes nah. uh, so like potentially yes but um hopefully not completely um it, like because they know they've they've been getting a lot of backlash because even uh, j- uh what are, i can't think of the words right now star wars jedi fallen order they they were like this game will not have microtransactions this game will not have microtransactions every time something came out they're just like no they won't have microtransactions we don't want you to associate this game with that word please don't um so I, maybe they're learning finally i don't know like that we just don't like them i like that, uh, that word become a blur for video games but like no no we don't have that we don't have that, we don't have that. <laughs> Yeah. No, we don't do that here. We don't do that. It wasn't EA game, and that's what's strange. So yeah, um, for that. So and this will be another one because Bioware is under EA as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see. 
We'll see. I think um, another earlier thing I heard I know with Dragon Age um, and Brendan and I have played it a while, there are multiple choices, but they generally tend to be like at the very end, two choices um, somewhat. So yeah. for this game, I think what's potentially what's been like set out there is that there could be a way that you either side with Solus or you side with Flemeth. Um, Flemeth is another character from the very first game. She's like this super old um, witch creature that she also predates elves as well. Um, and so they're definitely in like a certain um, way that I'm wondering if she's going to be brought in to like come in and save of the day. Or if she's like, hey, listen, the only way to end this is doing it my way. If you don't do it my way, it's going to end. So we'll see what happens. But that's Dragon's Division. <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying that was Amy. Why does that mean? <laughs> he just described Why? you. I mean, is that a referee game? I don't know. Yeah, so let's uh, <laughs> look forward to that, seeing how they wrap it up. I'm warning this is going to be the last game. I'm hoping that they end it at some point, because I don't want them to keep going and making it too, super long, where it ends up being like Mass Effect Andromeda, where it's like the last game came out. Right. It looked great, but it just was a terrible story. Um, yeah. I don't know, it was a yeah, trash story. I don't know why they even... How how long has Dragon Age like store like how long has this franchise been? I feel like it's been a first Mass Effect. Mass Effect one came out before it. I think I think the first Dragon Age Origin came out in 09, I think. Um so it's been it's an OG game. Like it came out. Yeah, if they wrap it up, I feel like this would be the perfect time to wrap it up. Um we've explored a lot of things. Uh, I think they're going to take us to to Venture because that's what they hit the last game. Um, so I'm hoping that they like do a great job. They put a lot into it. I'm hoping it doesn't end like a Mass Effect 3 where it's a super controversial ending. I'm hoping they get the time. They need three years. They have two years yeah. to make it a really good story, to wrap it up beautifully. Um, I'm hoping that they don't do a lot of DLC. They probably will, but I'm hoping nothing that's going to be like changing the overall plot of the story. Um, that's what I hope. Because so yeah. like, I feel like the, <laughs> like the fans of like Dragon Age just been like super going hard for this game, and so like I'm hoping they they do this right mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, I'm hoping that they bring back the um, the mage class Night Enchanter, <laughs> so I can have my like sword and my shield, but still go magic and also be a Kunari because that was probably the most fun I had for I got to be a Kunari and a mage and be a Night Enchanter, just like destroy things. By myself. That sounds way oh, too powerful. That was, that was an OP <laughs> character design they had to like go back and fix because if you were that character Dang. and that class, you were just leveling. You could pretty much be by yourself and level a dragon. It, it was that strong. It was just... You were Wolverine, basically. No, that sounds like that. They set me. it up that way. They set it up that way. Yeah. That's right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would play for that, yeah. ca- for that I mean, class. You, you, want. you could probably get like a discount on like the first Dragon Age and uh, Dragon Age 2. I don't know if I'm going to put that or not. Or you can skip it. I mean, there's like, <laughs> a lot of cool plots in Dragon Age 2, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's really weird to play that game next. I have, I've seen it on Steam and I was like, oh, that's Marlin's game. It's all right. Mm. I mean, I, if you just played Inquisition, you would be kind of okay. You would just want to like hear, hear about the story of the first two. Mm, definitely. Or could I just go on YouTube and watch all of it? Watch all of it. That's my go-to thing. I'm like, do I really want to watch it or do I want to play it? I, I mean, that game has like a noticeable score. When it comes on, it's just like, oh, this is 
It's Dragon Age. It hits, mm-hmm. it hits hard. That's what I love about You're like, my heart, my soul. It's such a good game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that how I look like when I talk about Final really, Fantasy? Like, if you ever hear the word the warden, it changes like my entire like every game they give you a title. You're either really? the warden, the champion, or inquisitor. They give you titles. It's, it's supposed to just give you a name, and they carry so much weight with you. Like, like if you're like if you're playing the third game, they mention the warden. Like, oh, that was my character. Like in 2009, they're talking about my character and his choices he made so long ago. <laughs> it's impactful. It makes sense. It actually is affecting the world. I made a dis- Yo, they, I made a like, like they before that game dropped, they made this thing called the Keep, where they allowed you for free to go on there and like select what your last two characters did and import that into the game file you were playing for Dragon Inquisition. Whoa. That was a free thing that they made for players to go back if you want to change. You could change anything. You could pick a character, a race, a class, who you romanced, what your actions were, and you got to import that world into the third game and the game just like the game okay. pretty much reflected what choices you made and you played in that world oh, oh okay that's, that's pretty tight i like that that's, it's like they kind of care about how this game. game works i'm like yo this game they care about players like, two, wow. like 11 years ago yeah, we care about your choices you made back in 09 so like Here's this free service to go here and make your world. You can go back and you can like adjust things. You can tweak however you want to tweak it. Like, I played like a world called like the bad world. I picked because I mean it's hard for me to make bad choices, but on that map, I don't have to like play through it. So I can click all the bad things I want to click on and not play through it and see how the world looks like and how dark and dreary it is and be like, wow. oh man, everyone like sucks in this world. What? I wish this was a real life choice you can do. Go back in your past and download it to the future and then change yeah. it so then your Actually, future you know is what? ideal. Take what I like say. Play position, get, uh, go back and go to the keep because it'll explain to you the choices you make and how it affects everything. And you can just play that. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the character creation part you spend all the time on. And Kat, I feel like for you, you get to make a really cool like spunky dwarf character or a super like cool elven character or even a super dope kunari which is basically you're like a giant test kid with horns and design the spiral of your horns the color of your horns it's just you'll spend a good, like 25 minutes on the creation window alone like clicking things and changing things and it's fantastic <laughs> you know I love my character creation. I spend an hour. I literally spend an hour on character. I, I make sure my name, everything. I got something like going on. Girls, so like you spend hours on character and you never see their faces, which is my one grip about Outer Worlds. Is that you spend time designing your character yeah. and does it too? Yeah, Destiny, and you just never see their faces. It's like, why would I spend time on Destiny? <laughs> it's a waste of my time. Yeah. I, I know why did you make me do this? So I wanted to see what it's Well, that. Why, why do you make me? I wanted my hair yeah. this color. I wanted my face painted. And this, and I never see my face great. or now my hair. The game. Thanks for that. Now put on my helmet and go in place. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's the position. Um, I'll give yeah. more updates as it comes along. And the second game I'm talking about that I also love yeah. that was super dope was uh, Horizons. Um, sorry, uh, Horizons Rodan is getting a sequel game. And. Okay. You remember that game was oh. also like a PS4. When PS4 dropped, that was a game that they pushed hard because it was when it made right, for that game specifically, that. like the like the the texture, the graphics were just like top notch for that game. And that game is going to be one of the uh, the many uh, PS5 exclusive games only. 
Like they're not this game is not being released on the PS4. Uh-huh. This game is gonna be released on the PS5 only because like I mentioned, they probably want like the top-notch quality because in this game, like the the, the, the landscape, like the the prairies you have to walk on were ridiculously beautiful. Like that game just it took like sunset mm-hmm. and the battles were amazing. I remember like at some point I was like hunting through grass and the sun was going down it was dawn and like this orange like the full like orange sky was there it just looks just picturesque it looks fucking amazing so that's coming out over it my happiest moment uh, my PS5. happiest moment in that game was when i decided to go hunt down a tyrannosaurus because oh. i needed parts from it mm-hmm. and i was like I guess I'm going Tyrannosaurus hunting. And I was like, wow, I'm going Tyrannosaurus hunting. This game is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this game is going to to hunt like I... a Tyrannosaurus, a pterodactyl, a, a crocodile, and on an island surrounded by a sea of water with other crocodiles that you had to get to. And at some point, there's like a, a I feel like one of the hardest creatures next to the Tyrannosaurus was like the mole man creature who dig tunnels and like pop up underneath you and like throw you up in the air, which was so hard to kill because they would just dive underneath the ground. This is sounding like Monster Hunter to me. What is Horizon about? So one of those developers really likes uh, Monster Hunter. And he was like, yo, I definitely like included some aspects of that game into this game. Yeah. Oh, just with it's, better graphics. It's, in, it's insane. Basically. Okay. I think I have that game on my hard drive. No. I will check because then I, I'll play it so that I can be like, ready. In that game, like, you version. can't do as much right. with like changing your character's faith. You can get like cool armor. Um, you play as a character named Alloy because metal. Um, and like everyone has like very like, like earthy names like Alloy, Rust. And <laughs> are you like, like, like Alloy? This, this game had one of the coolest like stories that oh my god you know, kind of watch. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil so, it because the story yeah, is no, 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 no. it blew That's, me away. The story it was so yes. good. Yes, really. Good. I wanted. Than my only complaint about that game was that I didn't feel like I had much control over the story at all. Yeah. it just felt like I was just kind of playing through the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story I was playing through, mm-hmm. I was really enjoying, but. Um, there was a part of me at, towards the end of it, I was like, yeah, I do kind of wish this was a little bit more like Mass Effect, where like I'm making decisions as this character too. Um, but <laughs> that's not how it went. So, yeah, from what I've read, mm. I don't think they're going to change the formula that much I either. Which I mean, that's fine. It's, it's fine. Said, it was like, if only I could make a choice, but I'm also kind of like, how will they like incorporate that in this, like, in this world? Like, because I mean, it's a post apocalyptic world, but it's also just like, there's just a lot of things happening and. I definitely was like, man, if I could make a choice at some point, that'd be super dope. Um, you can make a certain. I feel like they give you the idea of a choice in the DLC where you like go off to like find out another answer, yeah. but even then, it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like the story's over, and we're gonna go with this thing. But it's also kind of like, at least you gave me the illusion, but still kind of like I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, so, so this game's gonna come out. Um, I think um, the plan is for it to drop several like i think four months after the ps5 at least it's still like the ps5 is still they still say it's coming out the holiday 2020 um so you know yeah that'd be an interesting thing it probably is gonna sell out 10 times more because we might still be in quarantine so um (laughs) so yeah if you if they give you the option to pre-order a ps5 maybe take that option because you probably won't get it for like several months until later um 
Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, yeah. do it tomorrow. Apparently I'm ready. they're going to add more yeah. open worlds to it because you played the first game. Um, it's Ooh. unlike Dragon Age where you have to, like, transfer over to another world. You could literally run from one side of the map to the complete other side of the map and, like, everything kind of around you changes. You don't, like, it, there's, like, no cutscenes. You can just fully move across an entire map and like the environment changes around you and it just happens beautifully. It just happens seamlessly, like fog will roll in. Um, Things would be, things also like, depending on how like hard you play it, creatures can choose to hide in fog and move strategically around you. Creatures can choose to like hunt you. Because of your Uh, reputation, reputation kind of. can like hear you and like go like fan out and like maneuver around you. Like you'll be focusing on one creature while they flank you. Um, It's a really smart, intuitive game. Like, there's also like this. it's a really good game. Like they, no they have animals that are like robots, and like the robots behave similar to how the animals behave in the way like like just feel like these like gazelle <laughs> creatures. Like, if they hear you, like they'll like, um, like gallop away. The best way I can explain it is if you ever wanted to play a ranger in D anD D, that is what this game is. Like you. I mean, you are very high, uh, very high animal uh, companionship, mm-hmm. high nature survival, and all this stuff. You're climbing through trees. Oh, yeah. You're, uh, uh, you are a ranger. Your main well. weapon is a bow and arrow. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like, your main weapon is a bow and arrow. You have to also <laughs> scavenge for all your supplies in the wild. So, like, if you run a bow and arrow, you have to, like, cut a tree down, fasten the tree for, like, bow and arrows. Yeah. But, like, if I was saying, yeah. That's what Tyrannosaurus hunting <laughs> needs the parts. So you got to get in there. You got to take out the Tyrannosaurus. You got to kill it. You got to dig in and get the parts out of it so I can upgrade this weapon. Yo, Raven is not lying. And the Tyrannosaurus, wow. like, as the creatures get bigger, they have like, these other parts where they can fire, like, missiles at you and, like, lasers and, like, buzzsaw blades. The Tyrannosaurus has, like, two lasers on its head. It has like two like discs on its back and shoots discs at you. And it has like a it has like um a drone that fires into the air that will find you and shoot at you. And you have to like of course do cat's favorite thing, which is running and rolling the entire time. Like a bow and arrow and a staff. <laughs> you just like rolling around, shoot a bow and arrow, roll around, shoot hit with a staff. And like as you like you know tear apart this creature more and more, it drops more of its pieces, so it just blows up and just it's beautiful. And you feel like I did that. I killed a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It blew up. Go me. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. And so basically, for this game, um, wow. at the end of the first one, something big happens, and one of the characters that you're working with ends up being kind of potentially. The antagonist of the next game um they're hinting at like that he might actually be in this really weird kind of like middling position in the next game where like maybe he's in between an antagonist and a protagonist you don't really know his full agenda but you know in the next game like they take it to the next I'm level because it becomes like a, a class z type event where like this is world ending officially officially and in this game you do a really cool thing of like finding out that there are tribes of people that have a certain way of life and you kind of have to, I think the next game they're going to do like a Lord of the Rings, like gather the tribes together and defeat this great evil. So if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, do so. It, it's, it was specifically made for the PS4. It looks great. It's just super awesome. And it's going to be PS5 exclusive. It's 
gonna be so dope. Uh, I'm excited for it. They said that it's gonna be they're gonna do a lot more monster hunting as things. Um, but also, Raymond, I heard they mm-hmm. were trying to figure out if they are going to add a co-op mode for this game. Good. That was the, really if you were just gonna make me go through a story, at least give me co-op. Um, so um, yeah, good. Like, <laughs> good. I mean, co-op games. You don't co-op like, games are for like, they don't make the backbone of you. They don't make co-op games anymore. I don't know what happened. Like co-op games used to be like the selling <laughs> point of all games. You can play with your friends. Now it's like you want to be alone by yourself. Play this one game. And especially, especially <laughs> post-corona, it's true, it, making making two-player online games or like like that, they would make way so much money off of these games yeah. right now. Like especially for that game specifically, where like you are hunting with with friends, you could be like, we're like we're gonna hunt this Tyrannosaurus. You two go on this side, you two go on that side. We can fully just like do an action plan and hunt this creature together. That'd be amazing. Just imagine all like those together. like one arrow being lit up. That's like so you make like the multiplayer game where you right. can design your own creature, kind of like um, Red Dead Redemption, where like you get to like when you do the online mode, you get to make your own character. So if they mm-hmm. do like a multiplayer game for mm-hmm. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, you can make your own tribesmen, get your like dreads in point, get your color, get your weapon of choice down, and you. Can well, I feel like if they give you that I option, try. that'd be dope. They like if you get to pick where you, where you come from specifically, the tribe, the Banuk, wherever you want to come from. Because, like, each tribe has its own specialized... Because, like, the Banuk are basically Inuits. Um, there's, like, very much... Like, so, like, mm-hmm. like, they're very much, like, you know, they're taking parts of creatures and putting them on their bodies. Then you have, like, the Sun Tribe, where, like, they're mostly, like, mayan s where they have, like, a lot of, like, gold around their shirts and, like, very mm-hmm. open, like, short sleeves. You have um, tribes that are look very much like Huns, tribes that look very much like American Indians, so very much interesting kind of like tribus vibe. If they can include that in the multiplayer, like I can already see like the playability of that. They could do what, uh, what's that game that we don't like? Um, God, what's it called? They could do a Fall 76 fail to bring people together to hunt creatures in a fun, non-glitchy way. Yes, with, we start with, with the point. story and so the point. Cool. We're Raymond, and we like, can, like, I can be in a tree, and we can zero in on a creature, and we just light it up with like fire arrows, and just like go at it. I'm down. Give me my rope caster. The rope caster. Right. Yo, oh, there's <laughs> the rope caster. Oh my god, cat. We have a weapon for literally basic hunting. <laughs> I think it's gonna drop like a few months after the holidays. <laughs> next next year. Oh wow. Next year. You guys plan your attacks way They're like, so I'm gonna be here and you're gonna be there. Next and I'm gonna have out. this. You can do that. You. I got you. Okay, okay. Play the game. They're just the game is just equipped you to hunt like actual animals of like tripwires and poison creatures and like creatures on fire and freeze them. And like you could at some point you get like a grapple hook where you can like shoot a line and shoot another line, like either crawl on it or you can like stand on it, look down at creatures and just, like shoot them. And it's just you have Batman style. The game gives you so many hunting options. It's like, oh they like throw us up. Mm-hmm. They're doing all the moves for you to kill this creature. That's better than how Monster Hunter does it. So I, you already saw me. Like, I was like a dash of like Assassin's Creed, and like the fact that you can like free run and it's like run super quickly, and like climb up walls and like swing around, and like uh, uh, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, like Spider Man. So 
To me, I didn't play Assassin's Creed, but that's Spider-Man. I've definitely played that game. I can do this. You can be anywhere in this world you want to be at any moment in time. Just swing off of that thing, let go, zip there, and then you're in a spot. (laughs) So wonderful. Um, That's my corner. Video game world's looking real dope. PS5's looking real dope. Especially the fact that that, that, that engine they dropped is just like capable of such clarity um, I know that Kat and I watched this video where, like, um, one of the demos, Unreal Engine, one of them, like, they took the character yeah. put them in a cave and, like, moved the sun above the cave to show that it could show all, like, the shadows and the light moving so clearly. At some point, I thought they were, like, just using an, a real live view of a camera in a cave because it just looked so real. Like, and then, but then, of course, they zoom in and show you all the triangles. Like, this one is made of, like, 20. Five billion triangles. Why it has this like clarity? I'm like, this is amazing. So, and it, I mean, mind you, Horizon right. Dawn is already a beautiful game. If they can take that game, get a part two to it, that same graphics, it's going to look amazing. And you're going to need to buy a new TV screen because that my TV is not going to be able to show up the um, amazing triangles that they probably put so much time on their team to make. My TV is like, try not going to do it. I, basically, you're going to get a 4K TV in order to see like, the picture quality of this. All right, no. Yeah, I was just, because like, I just bought me a 4K TV a few months ago when this pandemic started, and it was like the best investment ever because all the PS4 games that I had that had like that, you know, beautiful quality, but I couldn't see it because I had a pretty crappy TV. And then when I saw it on this TV, oh my gosh, I was seeing things I didn't see. And then I was, for some games, I stopped dying because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can see the the back area now. I didn't see it before. But like, like when I play, at least like for the most current game I have is, is Final Fantasy VII, you already know the qualities from seeing the trailer. But seeing it, so it, it's making me think about PS5 and stuff. Seeing FF7 on just PlayStation 4 now on my TV, it's ridiculous. If if it was like a quality like that and their, you know, their type of animation or whatever on PS5 with my oh my gosh, I might I'm actually gonna migrate or something. I don't know, no <laughs> something. It's gonna look almost like <laughs> is this real, you know? So I'm looking forward We're to Horizon 2 on PS5. The throwback huh? to the movie, nosebleed, eyebleed. Oh, 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 freaks! I mean, you, you on it. We're getting too close to the future so fast. At a certain point, it's going to be ready, clear one status. We're going to have little treadmills that like put us in the game. Or, we can fully feel it and walk around and like, jump on things and high five okay. people. Or. That game made me sad. First of all, which are you talking about? Because there are two video game ones. There's one where, where our, our buddy was having was, sex with his friend. What's it called? Whatever the something right Yeah, that one. That one. Oh, like it's the like horror game where he's like stuck in the horror movie <laughs> video game and he can't get out. That can happen too. That scared me. That was a scary episode because I see that actually happening. That's with the current games with VR and those games. That's exact. That's basically what it is. That's terrifying. That's scary. No, 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 no. Even with 
Five minutes at Freddy's. No, it, it can be as simple as that. No, just I'll I'll stick with my square yeah, Enix. Market, I'm fine with that. I gave it five years. I'll stick. doing like VR for real, for real. It's gonna be like 4D movie theater or something. It's gonna be like you smell it, and then you have to wear these gloves I mean, to touch it. it first, you know, whatever. It, so. That's how well. uh, it works. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. But uh, I do want to include some video game yeah. news that we didn't mention before. I mean, I know me. um, if you <laughs> guys played Tony Hawk one and two when you were a child, I played for the, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was lit. The soundtrack was hella lit. So if you didn't know by now, they're re- list- releasing the remastered versions of these. I think. Is it for PS5 or is it for PS4 and PS5? I, like, I want to say both. That's for PS4. I want to say both. I just know all I saw was Tony Hawk's one and two coming back and I screamed. I was like, first of all, when I first got that game, I don't remember how I got that game in my house. Me and my sister played it and we liked it way too much because it was one of those first games where the custom when you customize your character, it was like really fun customizing your character. And then Taking the time to like, because I like never skateboard in my life. I learned so much skateboarding, like lingo and just how it all worked for me. Um, and so it was just fun trying to see where you can go and do more tricks as you were doing to get the points. But it was just a whole experience. It was the, the music, the location, what your character could do, even as far as when you were getting bloodied up or dying. It was it was such a great experience. Like I'm not saying the game is the greatest, but the experience of playing this game was so wonderful and it's very nostalgic for me where I was like, this is a time in my life where I was so happy. I was playing this and Tomb Raider and all them games. So it was great. So the fact they're bringing them back is amazing. I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm going to shut down and play this for hours. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is whenever I just want to play this game and just feel like I'm, you know, 13 again. That I game on, but I just wanted to let the listeners know in case you didn't know already, because I think it's been out for two weeks. That game is coming out. Um, I will definitely probably get it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to get back into <laughs> the world of Tony Hawk because that that I world like Tony Hawk might be too old for this. And so. Tony Hawk is only like 52. <laughs> no one got Emic. <laughs> He's fine. I feel like it's hard for a 50 year old no, man to skateboard. I, think, I don't get it. Oh, God, <laughs> on the visuals alone. With all these kids at these parks. Have you seen Tony Hawk though? He he still got it. Like he did a video out and he still got it. He might not be all, I, I got, you know, hops, I'm all in the air, but he still got his little turns and knock on it off. Those turns are still Chris looking. Pop two eyes. He, he still got it. He's 52, 53. He's still the man. He's still the man. He's still the man. Shout out, shout out to Tony Hawk because he's still one of the coolest people I know since I was a kid. So, um, so I do before we go, Amy, I really wanted you to kind of lead this discussion, even though we all know about it. About, I'm not prepared to talk about I mean, anything. Right. No, no, you have a lot to say on it because it's big news in the geek That's world. Serious. The uh, Zack Snyder cut uh, we, has finally like, been released. Like another half hour. Four hours, y'all. I, not enough time. Can, can we, we do this next week? Episode. 
<laughs> no, we might need a whole B-Force episode is it talking dro- about this experience. Is it dro- I'm down. Is it dropping? I'm down. Is it dropping I when they release HBO Max at the end week. of this week? Was the change? But is the movie I want to say yes. I I want to say yes. I don't know. It's either this week or it's going to be in June. It's it's. it's I think that's best for when we actually watch it because then we. I I don't plan to watch it. Just letting you know. (laughs) Oh man, you don't want to hang out with us and watch the show. Either way, I think in twenty twenty one. I think. It says HBO Max will debut the project in 2021, possibly in a four-hour director's cut or in six TV-style chapters. Uh, Wait, why would they show it when this movie's going to be? I don't want to watch it now. Why are you going to give me another year on this? This is probably not ready. (laughs) Oh, you're right. It's not ready. It should be in a Boo! Okay, this makes me angrier. I was all like, hey, y'all. Y'all want to plan out with? Got your popcorn? Yeah, no. I'll stream it. Next year, where am I going to be? I'm going to be not I doing this. That's what I'm going to be doing. Care, but I will like, say this. Because what? of this whole, like, because of quarantine, I feel like folks are looking at it more. I mean, even Jason Momoa is getting involved in, like, on Instagram saying, hey, release the Zack Snyder cut. It's going to be great. And it's like, y'all, nobody wants that anymore. You, you when did this movie come out? Like last year? Two years ago? No. I feel no, like no one like cares two, that much ago. anymore. And I feel like by two years ago. I want to say two years ago. No one's really three years ago. It's at most two. I really don't care. This is the last time I care. So release it now. Yeah. I have time. I will watch the like four hours, but next year I'm not going to care. November 2017. Yeah, I feel so, like they missed the photo. November? Yeah, I feel That's like the it's, it's a little late. If, if they dropped it now, people would watch it because of quarantine. But if we're lucky and this is all over with before 2021, right. no one's going to want to watch that anymore. No one's going to have time to watch. 2017 it came out. Yeah, so yeah, no one's going to be able to watch it. That, was, that, that feels like ages. That feels like lifetime. And we said we wanted the Snyder Cut after it came, like months after it was done with the theater rotation, we said we wanted the Snyder Cut. I didn't really care, but I was like, hey, okay, mm-hmm. I've heard about Snyder Cuts before. Sure. That never was okay. spoken on. Okay, can and now want, we're going to do want my next. Your main corner? Oh, fine, I'll give you one. Okay. Snyder's last good movie, in my opinion, was, was <laughs> uh, The Dawn of the Dead. That was <laughs> the only film I've ever liked. Oh. And that will be the only movie that I... Have ever yeah yes that's the only movie I liked of his is that it was short it was it was candy my brain was happy and that was it there was no questions there was nothing else to I wonder there was no I anything to like, think about it was like okay done but then he got so he got into his like um his M Night Shyamalan shitness that he that every male director right. needs to have right. and and he just like feels right. like he needs to tell so many things in this condensed space. And I remember, I remember him saying like, "Oh, if I had more time, I'm like, motherfucker! If you're a writer, you don't need more time to tell a good story. You take what you have, you build the canvas, and it's done. And people will love it, hopefully. But he's using these like, oh, time, studio, fuck, no, dude, it's your movie. Make it good or go the fuck home. That's it. And exactly, he he will for you, but I wouldn't. 
he he takes he takes epic stuff and tries to compact it in 30 minutes and it's like first of all if you are adapting books to movie you're gonna have to learn in a way where you can go the lord of the rings way the harry potter way or even the chronicles of narnia way those are the three ways you can go he did like a combination of three, which I didn't think was possible, <laughs> but he did. For me, I mean, my favorite Snyder oh, thing yeah. is 300. He did not he did, he did 300. That's my favorite Snyder movie because again, like you, Amy, it's short. It's a world, characters, short plot. It's not super in-depth. In one layer. Like, okay, I liked it. Appreciate you for what you are now. Let's move on with our lives afterwards. And it was, icon- it was an iconic film with the action, the the, the writing. People, we were quoting that movie for years. After that, that's when he started. Was like, let me put a three hundred style on yeah. everything. That, Man that, fucking, that fucking aesthetic for Watch every movie, it, right? like grittiness you didn't need for everything. Right, everything was grittiness, and I was like, we're done, Sparta, no more. Krypton is Sparta. Sparta. Exactly, and I, I remember saying that in the theater. I was like, "What is it? A, a planet of Sparta? Like what?" I remember that. So, who knows? Okay, so I'm very upset about this cut more than I thought I was going to share with y'all next year. I mean, I feel we'll like see. part of the blame also goes on the cast. I feel like the cast is also definitely pushing the Snyder cut nonsense, and I'm like, I get why because I mean, they get money out of it. You know, I'm sure they. I'm sure they worked out a deal that, like, and they, sure might they not- get money for the for the regular release of JLA, and they get probably another amount of money for being in this uncut version as well. So, like, yeah, like we get like double paycheck. So, like, yeah, release it. We don't care. Do it again. Four hours. Do it. I mean, right? I'm I'm for it. I can support y'all, but y'all need to do it now when I care. If you do it next year, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'll wait. F- to I see that on Netflix how, in I 10 years. I can wait. Adding two more hours to that film will make it better. Oh, it's not. <laughs> how? What is there to show? What is there to show? What else is there? I mean... You know there's going to be more scenes with Superman, for sure. It's going to be more Superman scenes. It's going to be probably a little bit more on Cyborg yeah, and like more Batman scenes, probably. Oh my god. This movie. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, because it felt super short. It was like, we're starting an origin story. <laughs> Let's get back to the action. I was like, why do I feel like I'm jerked Cyborg around? To get I it it gave him the least amount of screen time. My boy Cyborg. That was disrespectful. They did. They did. They disrespectful did. to Cyborg's whole adventure, right. whole saga, his whole story. Right. And more stuff with Flash because he had like two Flash. minutes in the whole movie. I didn't care for Flash. Even though I, I don't like that Flash, but I feel like some of that cut's going to have Flash more scenes with him. But hey, they're redoing the Flash movie. Right. They're, 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 they're saying they're redoing the whole Flash in this whole DC universe. In fact, this movie, is that this movie being released is something is somebody's restarting the whole DC thing. I know we keep hearing that, but they really are. They're going to not have Barry Allen. They're going to have Wally West in the new whatever Flash movie that's in the future. Um, what's his name? Some... It's not going to be There's him no more. Um, is it because he is it because he choked yeah. that fan out? Or... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he did a lot of stuff. Let's just say he did a lot of stuff. The... He didn't go be Flash. Uh, that that's the part I don't like him because that movie. When I heard that, I was like, yo. That's the main reason why I was like, he's out. Thank God. This guy's trash. This guy's trash. You gotta go. 
you gotta go. He's trash, really. Um, so I don't know what this cut being released, what this is really mean. It's just, just whatever. masturbation. But I, I'm what really hoping masturbation. It really, yes. it feels like that. It's just a temporary release that we really, really need right now, right now. And so I can feel better about my day saying, oh, I saw the Snyder Cut. Okay, cool. DC, restart your whole thing. We'll probably have a whole episode about this because I have a lot of things to say about the DC movies versus the animation DC movies. If y'all oh, saw the, the, the newest Justice DC League, animation film. One of the best ones. One yeah. of the best ones. Like DC Animation Studios yeah. is... Like, like the bar so, so high, and they can't well, I mean, get them. Like they <laughs> live action, they can't ever get on top of it. So, I thought like they should just be promoting these DC animation stuff. Like just promote that, put that in theaters. Agreed. People will go and watch those. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch the hell out of DC movies in theaters. I would watch the. Did you like? I'm like thinking about even as early as the 90s when Batman had the animated Batman series when he had his movies, it was almost a whole cinematic event on TV. And then when it came out on VHS, it was a whole cinematic event. They've been doing this for over 20, nearly 30 years with this DC animation. It's always been top tier. And I just never figured out why. Even if you wanted to make the movies different or whatever, y'all need to talk to the animation people because they, as far as like how they storyboard the movie, how they have the content and make everything make sense in the dialogue, everything, you all need to talk to them. But, you know, Zack Snyder, the, you know, so I'm hoping that we same, can get some players. All of those words whatever. apply that to Star Wars as well. Quit wasting your time with all these worthless directors when you I, have yeah, I agree. when you got these animated people that know what they're doing. Just let them Who let cares? them do it. Yes. Look at Taika Waititi. He came out of nowhere and been exactly. killing the scene. Just let them. I gave him one of the worst like franchises yes. to do a movie just on Thor. Just like just give it a shot. He saved and he it. saved Thor. Like everyone hated the Thor movies. He came exactly. and did one film where I was like, oh, yeah. Thor's great. Yeah. Well, he made Thor funny. That's the thing. <laughs> he made him Thor funny, funny, and he also made him relatable. The fact he that like I'm like being a... funny because I'm fully hiding the fact that I'm so depressed right now, and I need, I feel like I, I need a win. Like I need this. I need to feel like I'm important again. Like they gave him a chance to feel human. Because I mean, yes, he's a god, but I feel like the other ones like, oh, he's a god. He's kind of like all about himself. We can't really find any humanness about this character to relate to. Taika did one film and was like, great, he's okay. fully relatable now. Let's put him in the, the, the Endgame movie. Now he's, a, he's so, like, relatable still. So, you know, like, Taika came out of left field and gave him a chance. He, he, he right. It, it, it carried him all the way. Right. He can't keep with Ragnarok. He even carried that all the way to Endgame. And that's why Thor kind of redeemed himself. And that's why we have a Thor 4. It's because of Taka we have a Thor 4. That would have not happened if anyone else directed it, or even if Thor 2 stopped right there. We never see Thor again, you know? And because of that, Taka also did Mandalorian. Like, this man is all in the sci-fi right now. He's getting his own Star Wars movie, and like, who knows what he's doing for Marvel? Yeah, I just, like, I hope this it, man I is... I hope he doesn't break thank you. like Joss Whedon did. No, so. it's so much responsibility. They need to just, like, find directors that they see are doing artistic work and give them a shot. We don't have to use the same like color guard of people that have done it before. Like, what's someone new? 
that's another reason why I was trying to be a little more optimistic about Black Widow, because if some random director came out of nowhere and finally saved the Thor franchise, there's no reason why whoever's directing Black Widow couldn't have made a really good movie to make us all be like, oh, wow, actually, we care about Natasha. Like, I actually don't it's a chance. It probably oh, right. won't, but there's a chance. Who's direct- um, Who's I know I remember hearing, because they were trying to pout that it was a, a woman. Uh, they were trying to make that a thing, of course. Uh, it's Kate Shortland. Say it again. Kate Shortland is the director. Who? Uh, okay, that sounds right. Uh, I'm looking up. Amy, do you know uh, She's done no. Somersault, no. Berlin Syndrome, Lore. Not a lot of stuff that that's people know about, but she's like out of nowhere, and I like that this is someone new. Berlin Berlin Syndrome was a psychological okay. thriller. It's from uh, Australia. Lore is a historical drama. Mm-hmm. From Asylum. Uh, Somersault is a... Oh, yeah, no. This movie might be really good just because they have some random director that is not related yeah. to superhero movies yeah. at all telling the story. She has less than 10 so movies. Like, this is like, yo, like, oh, she came out of nowhere. She can bring a whole perspective that's that we don't have. Oh, did you have that? Well, yes! I didn't watch it because I uh, the other trailer sold me, and I was already excited for this movie after that other trailer. So I was like, I don't want to see it because I want to I want to come in as fresh as possible to the. I want to go to a movie theater now. Oh, I know Raymond, it will. The second trailer I, I want to see this movie so much. The thing is, Christopher Nolan is like my favorite present day director. Everything he's put out yeah, has been audio. quality. His audio. Quality. His audio has issues. His audio has so many issues really? that Sorry, it makes people. me so upset to be a to be a Really? He won the no, sound no, no, no. effect for no, no, no. the sound effects award it for hard to hear dialogue. <laughs> you dialogue? You cannot hear people talk. Oh, he, you think it's like not just, not just that. Ironic. Interstellar had issues. Ironic. Uh, I can see that. I can see that they do yeah. kind of mumble, he mumble, whisper. Because really the mic that's probably really super hot. <laughs> Maybe he adds it to like Element, and he encourages you to watch it with subtitles. I know with some movies, I was like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. When this is on Netflix, I, I will turn up those subtitles. I and respect that's Christopher I Nolan because he has certainly had more bangers than than bad movies. Uh, so many bangers, but they're not. They're not. They're not all amazing. Yes. Um, I don't respect uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises very much, um, and I don't like I, I don't like Interstellar that. really. That's like I think it's okay, think. but like I was all right with Interstellar. I love that movie. I was you mad because two times you have to watch it two times. Like, if I can figure it out, what the fuck did you write? Yeah, and sir? that's what, and that's what I. <laughs> Because I, I was just like I, it didn't, it felt predictable. I, I, I'm gonna fight you if I have to watch a movie two times to, to like really get it. I, I probably, it's not a good movie. Um, but it's if I had to watch a movie entirely twice just to, just to enjoy it, I, I, I'm a, we can have an argument. I agree on that with one. Raymond. I agree with Raymond. I like to watch it once, but like, cool, I like it. And then if I realize like I shouldn't have to watch. As Amy said. On a, on a full moon with a glass of wine to understand what's happening yeah. in the scene. Should... As, 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 as Naomi said, you are a storyteller. You shouldn't be complaining about how much time you have to tell the story. Mm-hmm. You just you tell the story in the time you have. So you I should have to worry about it. Use cat words. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that's true. 
I just, for me, I was just like, it was one of those movies where I watched it the second time and I appreciate it even more, if that makes sense. I was like, the first time, I was like, that's good. Good movie. I watched it the second time. I was like, oh, actually, I appreciate it a bit more because I saw things I didn't see. Because now I know going right. in what I what I know now. And I liked it even more. Right. And that's why I was like, I actually like that movie. After the more time I watch it, I'm seeing and, things I didn't see. And I'm liking and, it and, even more. And that's, it's one of those but I'm looking me. at the rest of his uh, directed movies. And honestly, I can't really complain about any of the rest of them. So like, uh, and that's why I'm like, I respect you him. I'm, that's why I'm excited for Tenet. He sold me. He's got John David Washington and... Uh, and uh, what you call it? And it's it's tenant. It looks so good. <laughs> the, the future Batman movie. Future Batman boy. Why do I want to say Edward Cullen so bad? That's not his name. It's Robert Patterson. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> but I think it also has a. Uh, uh, what's his Washington name? Son. In the in the oh, That's what of I'm course saying. it has Michael. John Kennedy. David Washington. Yeah. It has Michael. It has Michael Caine in it. Oh, I yeah. know, but I'm like, it also has Michael Caine, which is a, a, a Nolan favorite. He's his, like, you know, so he's perfect in every movie. Right. But I am excited. This is the best trailer I've seen all year. It's the only movie I really, really care about and I have to have to see. In theaters, I don't know. I don't want to die. But if it's okay yeah, to go if out, I'm going to risk my life for a movie. movie it's definitely going to be Tenet. If I have to like come in and roll myself in a in a hamster bubble ball, yeah, I agree. This is the movie I'm going to do that too. Sure. Um, but with that said, you guys, I don't want to run, run out of time. But again, thank you for hanging out and talk about the topics we had today, listeners. Thank you for listening to all the topics we talked about today. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks to you guys. You have anything else to add before I wrap things up? Why are y'all giggling? This is a repeat me song. This is a song. No camp this year. Oh, Lord. We're actually having camp at my house. So, yeah, there's still camp going Otherwise, what am I going to do with these kids? Anyway, um, thank you, Amy, Marlon, and Raymond once again for being a part of the squad and geeking it out with me. Until then, you guys, stay home, be safe, wash your hands, and geek out! This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.